Hi, I'm Brad Constantine, and this is a Come Follow Me podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official podcast of the church, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. This year's study is the Book of Mormon. Each week, a new summary podcast of that week's Book of Mormon chapters will be released. But if you want a more detailed analysis of each individual chapter, those will also be available to listen to. I hope this Come Follow Me resource will be helpful to you. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each week of a new episode. I hope you like this uh, format. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast of the Come Follow Me lessons. This will be lesson number 24, Alma chapters 13 through 16 for the period June 15th through the 21st. So let's get into this one. This is a continuation of Alma and Amulek preaching to the people of Ammonihah. Uh, we'll finish up here and uh, see what happens to these people. Remember that they're being called to repentance. I wonder if they will repent. Hmm, we'll find out. So anyway, Alma is talking here in the very first part of this chapter about the priesthood authority that they have to, uh, to preach. Uh, after In verse 2, those priests were ordained after the order of his son, meaning the Melchizedek priesthood. Um, also in verse 3, it mentions that uh, this is how they were ordained. Uh, we know that uh, ordination takes place by the laying on of hands, uh, that that was lost uh, to the church anciently, and Joseph Smith uh, restored that back to, uh, back to the true church, so that when a person receives the Melchizedek priesthood, or any priesthood, that, they are, that it is done by the laying on of hands by someone that already has the priesthood. Uh, verse 4, he says, uh, they have been called to this holy calling on account of their faith, talking about high priests. What if they, and that uh, that they had uh, great privilege uh, to hold the priesthood. Verse 5, in the first place, meaning the first estate, the, the pre-mortal life, they were on the same standing with their brethren. In other words, we were all in the pre-mortal life together, and that everyone could have received the priesthood if they'd have been worthy of that in the first estate. Um, but but based on repent based on worthiness in the premortal life we obtained priesthood authority. Um, he says in verse five, thus this holy calling being prepared from the foundation of the world for such as would not hearken would not harden their hearts being in and through the atonement of the only begotten Son who was prepared. So those who relied on the on the Savior and uh, were faithful in the premortal life also received priesthood authority. Uh, verse 6, thus being called by this holy calling and ordained unto the high priesthood as uh, of the holy order of God. And here he's talking about as a, as a high priest. Verse 7, this high priesthood being after the order of his son. Uh, we know that the priesthood was called the holy priesthood after the order of the son of God, but that it was changed uh, to a, a different name to, uh, so that it wouldn't be as, as repetitive and repeating often the name of God. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, also that they were prepared from eternity to, e to all eternity according to the foreknowledge of all things of God. And they were ordained after this manner, um, meaning this is verse 8, being called at with a holy calling and ordained with a holy ordinance and taking upon them the high priesthood of the holy order. Uh, thus they become high priests forever after the order of the Son, the only begotten of the Father. And now, as I said, concerning the holy order of this priest, this high priesthood, they were there were many who were ordained and became high priests, um, and it was on account of their exceeding faith and repentance and their righteousness before God. Verse, thir verse 11, therefore they were called after this holy order and were sanctified and their garments were washed white. 12, they, they, after being sanctified by the Holy Ghost, having their garments made white, being pure and spotless before God, could not look upon sin, sin save it were with abhorrence. 
and this is the state of all that hold the priesthood, that they should be uh, uh, looking at sin as uh, disgusting, that we should avoid sin as, at all possible. Verse 13, hey, that ye should be humble. Uh, verse 14, be humble even as the people in the days of Melchizedek, uh, who was also a, a high priest after the same order which I have spoken, who also took upon him the high priesthood forever. And it was this same Melchizedek to whom Abraham paid tithes, even our father Abraham paid tithes of one-tenth part of all he possessed. We know that uh, that Melchizedek was a great high priest. Uh, the word Melchizedek actually means king of righteousness. So we think that uh, this may not have actually been his name, but that it was a title rather. And that uh, he being the king of Salem, uh, and that Salem later became the city of Jerusalem. Get it? Jerusalem? Jerusalem. Um, and so that he mentions in verse 17, Melchizedek was king over the land of Salem and that his people uh, repented. Uh, verse 18, Melchizedek exercised much faith and received the office, preached repentance and that they did repent. And then in verse, um, he was called the Prince of Peace in verse 18. In verse 19, there were many before him, many afterwards, but none greater. Uh, and so they make mention of Melchizedek, and therefore they named the priesthood after him because he was such a great high priest. We also know that the city of Salem, uh, that they were also um, translated, just like the people of, uh, of Enoch were translated. And so uh, because of their righteousness, they were able to obtain the city of Enoch too. Down into verse uh, 28, he's saying here that we should be humble before the Lord call in his holy name and watch and pray continually um, and thus be led by the Holy Spirit, becoming humble, meek, submissive, patient, full of love and all long suffering, having faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. And those are, those are the things that we should do. Now there's a question about uh, who is Melchizedek. A uh, question arises uh, with regards to him because it doesn't give his genealogy anywhere in the scripture. Also, if you, if you notice in section 138, when... Um, when uh, Joseph F. Smith sees those in the vision, the ancient prophets, Melchizedek is not mentioned. Uh, so you wonder about that. Um, um, and so the thought is that a lot of the scholars believe that Shem and Melchizedek are the same person, Shem being one of the sons of, of Noah. And I won't go through that right now. If you want to listen to the, the detailed version of, of uh, Alma chapter um Let's see which chapter are we in. Alma chapter 13 uh, gives a description of, uh, of how Shem and Melchizedek are the same person. So I would, if you want to hear the details of that, that's on that other podcast that you can listen to. Uh, down to Alma chapter 14. Um, Alma and Amulek have now finished their talk uh, to the people, and the people are very angry with them. Uh, Zeezrom is trying to stand up to them, and, and they are angry with him. Verse 6 it says, Zeezrom was astonished at the words which had been spoken by the people because they were so angry with Alma. Uh, he began to cry against them and uh, that they're now mad at him. Um, and they, they, so the people of, uh, of Ammonihah, they bring forth those that do believe in the gospel. Um, verse 8, they brought their wives, their children together, and whomsoever believed or had been taught to believe in the word of God, they caused that they should be cast into the fire, and they also brought forth their records in con which contained the holy scriptures. So Alma and Amulek have now been made prisoners. They throw these people, they throw some of the believers into the fire, 
uh, and kill them. And Alma and Amulek are watching this. Verse 10, Amulek saw the pains of the women and children and says, how can we witness this awful scene and not do anything about it? Uh, but Alma said, the spirit constraineth me that, I mu that we must not stretch forth our hands. Um, but the Lord receives them up into himself. Now, not everybody's going to be spared the trials and difficulties of, of life. Um, not everybody's going to be uh, saved from, from trials and tribulations. Um, and so that's because the plan would be thwarted. Um, God doesn't deny these experiences to us. He, he allows them to happen. And, uh, but we have to have faith that he knows best what's good for each of us. So we need to, to just have faith that this is okay. Anyway, Alma and Amulek are thrown into prison. During this time frame, they, um, they are persecuted while they're in prison. Uh, they're not fed. They're not given anything to drink, and their their clothes are taken from them, and uh, that they're they're held in bounds. And the the lawyers and the attorneys and the judges go forth, and uh, they beat upon Alma and Amulek, and uh, persecute them. And uh, then, as we get into um, <clears throat> verse 25, it says it came to pass that they went forth and smote them again. Now this is like the third or fourth time that this has happened. Remember from the law of retribution that we learn in section 98 of the Doctrine and Covenants that uh, if you've taken this three or four times and then you, you tell the Lord uh, that it's now up to him to deal with them. And that's what's happening here. Verse 27, it came to pass, <clears throat> or 26, Alma cried saying, <clears throat> how long shall we suffer these great afflictions, O Lord? Give us strength according to our faith, which is in Christ, even unto deliverance. And so now Alma and Amulek are, are freed. Their bonds are, are cut off or taken off. Um, and so it says here that uh, the earth shook mightily. The walls of the prison were rent in twain so that they fell. And as the people tried to escape, uh, they were killed in the process. Brother Nibley says, there was a rush and there was an earthquake. You notice that miracles are in the timing, not the event. This, was an earth, this is an earthquake country. It's not surprising there is an earthquake, but just at that moment, uh, is when it's helpful. They all made a rush for the gate, so naturally they crowd the exit. They jam the exit. Nobody could get out. The gate collapsed, and they were all killed there. The only safe places were Alma and Amulek, who stayed behind. Uh, the people tried to get as far as away from them as they could, but they were trapped uh, by the by the by the door. And then the earthquake happened, and the and the walls and the ceiling fell upon them. 28. Alma and Amulek came forth out of the prison, and they were not hurt. Um, and then they, they walk into the city. Now this causes the people in 29 to come running and they see Alma and Amulek coming forth out of the prison and they run in terror uh, to try to get away from them. Now Am, Alma and Amulek go then to Sidon um, and leave the people of Ammonihah and uh, because they've been cast out, they've now killed all the righteous people in Ammonihah. So Alma and Amulek are gonna leave there uh, see, Ezram has also gone to Sidon, it looks like, because he's, uh, he's there of a fever, it mentions in verse, five, in verse 3. And so uh, when his, his suffering that he has here is because he's thought that Alma and Amulek had been killed. Uh, but when, they, when he finds out that they're still alive, he calls for them. And it mentions in verse 5 that they went immediately to Zeezrom and found him uh, to be pretty sick, and, and, uh, but that they heal him. They, they, they raise him up, and, and uh, verse 10, Alma cries to the Lord uh, that he be healed. And when Alma says these words, Zeezrom leaps upon his feet and is immediately healed. Uh, Alma then baptizes Zeezrom in verse 12, and they establish a church in Sidon. 
and uh, they consecrate priests and teachers, so they organize the church here inside them, and, uh, and things are going pretty well there for these people. Uh, now in chapter 16, it mentions that the timing here, the 11th year of the reign of the judges, on a certain day, it came to pass that the Nephites um, could, could raise, before they could raise a sufficient army, verse 2 says, the armies of the Lamanites had come in upon the wilderness side into the borders of the land, even into the city of Ammonihah, and began to slay the people and destroy the city. And so fast was the destruction that the Lamanites uh, did on them that they killed everybody in Ammonihah and destroyed the city. Remember that in the, as they were discussing and debating with, Al, with Alma, they didn't believe that uh, their city, which was so great, could be destroyed, and especially not destroyed in one day. And here the Lord uh, has allowed the, the, the Lamanites to come in and, uh, and destroy the entire city and everybody in it in one day. And so uh, that's what's happened here. Um, it came to pass in verse 6 that Alma inquired of the Lord concerning the matter. Uh, so the Nephites, um, the Lamanites have also come in, not just destroyed the city of Ammonihah, but they've also come in among other Nephites and taken some of them captive. Uh, it mentions in verse um, 4, it came to pass that the Nephites were desirous to obtain those who had been carried away captive into the wilderness. Um, these were other people besides the people of Ammonihah. And so uh, they go to Alma to ask where they might go to find the Lamanites, and they do. Um, as they cross the river Sidon, it mentions that they meet the armies of the Lamanites, uh, and they scatter the armies of the Lamanites, and then they take all these prisoners uh, back with them, and uh, that they're uh, set free and, and brought back. And it mentions in verse 9 that the people of Ammonihah were destroyed, every living soul of the Ammoniahites were destroyed, and also the great city which they said God could not destroy because of its greatness. So Mormon's giving us a little bit of an editorial there that uh, <clears throat> that this is what's happened to the people of Ammonihah. Uh, verse uh, 16, in talking about the people here in in, uh, in Sidon and the people of the church, there were there was no inequality among them. The Lord did pour out His Spirit on all the face of the land uh, to prepare the mind. So Alma and Amulek have been organizing the church, and now there's a great prosperity that's going to happen and peace that's going to be uh, with them because of their keeping the commandments. I know that these things are true, that the gospel is true, that Jesus is the Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.